My next guest is a dream design coach and mindset expert who works with sensitive and emotionally intelligent entrepreneurs. She helps them go from being unaware to empowered and abundant. Please welcome Emily Westervelt. Welcome to the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Patricia Bourgeois, Certified Business Coach. I am here to help you up-level, generate consistent wealth, increase your confidence, attract dream clients, and master your mindset so that you can fully own your power and achieve next-level results in your online business and beyond. Every week, a powerful conversation will take place with amazing guests, or I'll share from my experience to help inspire you to start and scale the business of your dreams while being powerfully you. The time has come to stop playing small, stop hiding, and stop waiting. Now is the perfect time for you to passionately pursue your heart's desire as the powerful leader you were born to be. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I am here today with Emily Westervelt. I'm so excited to interview her. She's an amazing, amazing dream design coach. Let's hear it for Emily. <laughs> Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here and spend this time with you today, Anna, Patricia. Yeah, of course. I'm so excited to have you. And I want us to dive deep into who you are, what you do, why you do what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I am the original, there is no other dream design coach. And what I do is I help spiritual and um, high achieving entrepreneurs reclaim their creative power to design their dream lives and businesses. Um, you hear a lot in the woo woo and the business space about manifestation. And while I think manifestation has so much to offer and it's such a big part of what we do, it's not the entire picture. So what I have created is dream design, which is a lot more about designing the outcomes that you want to have rather than simply attracting them. So I've been doing this for about a year, year and a half now. I love it. I love the clients that I have. I love the community I've created. And I'm so excited to get down into it with you today. Wow. Like everything you just said sounds so amazing. And I'm so curious to learn more. I know you have like a unique law of attraction approach. Like how does that work exactly? Basically, if you look at any given human being, and I want to preface this by saying it doesn't matter what your sexual orientation is. It doesn't matter how you identify Every single human being has feminine and masculine energy. So if you think of the masculine energy, that's the part of us that's like, I got to get it done, like push, let's go, let's, let's make it happen. The feminine energy is that softer side. It's the creative stuff. It's so for every, if the masculine is a straight line, then the feminine is all those curls and the circles and things like that. So what I do is I really get people to tap into their intuitive desires, what it is that they're really trying to create as opposed to just kind of settling for what's available in the moment, right? So instead mm -hmm. of just going and looking at, say, the Target catalog to design, decide what bedspread you want to get, maybe instead you're thinking in your head about, well, what colors would I want in a bedspread and what fabric would I want it to be? And then you're better equipped to go and find that thing in your field rather than just going, you know, uh, my husband likes to say, that'll do pig. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that. Truly owning what we love and, and being clear about our desires. Ah, it's so good. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so what attracted you to this type of work in the first place? Well, so we were living in Alaska. My husband was in the military and I was just really mm-hmm. fed up with the lifestyle. Uh, it, you know, got dark at like noontime half the year. Uh, the air hurt my face. I was just not a big fan. And I knew that wasn't what I wanted, but I didn't know what I did want. So I was watching this. Um, it was an infomercial kind of a seminar thing that was on YouTube. Uh, Bob Proctor mm-hmm. did. And he just kept saying, what do you really want? What do you really want? And I realized that I had no idea. I knew what I didn't want, but I really couldn't decide what it was I wanted. So how was it going to manifest it? And I realized that that was a big problem for me. So I designed a system, the Dream Design Blueprint, which helped me really enumerate what that looked like and how I could take anything that I desired and break it down into those steps to then manifest it, right? So not skipping right to the manifesting part, but to do the dream design work in the front end. And then when I started coaching clients, I noticed they had very similar um, issues, right? Like they were people who were um, stuck, but not starving. So it wasn't that they were having a hard time paying their bills. It wasn't that they were having a hard time being successful. They just weren't getting a lot of fulfillment out of it. And the two main problems from that stemmed from overwhelm because they were like, where do I even begin to, to think about what I want? And then also guilt, right? Because it was like, who am I to want more? I'm not starving. There are people who are much worse off than me. I should just settle for what Mm -hmm. I have. And so once I started to tap into that in my ideal client, that's when the magic started to happen because people started to really look at their lives Mm -hmm. and look at the transformation that they sought. And they finally had a way to access that transformation. So um, yeah, so we, you know, I love, like I said, I, I can't say this enough. I love the work I do. Uh, the transformation is is exponential because most of the time, these these people, their thought leaders, their coaches, their healers, they go off and they impart what they've learned and, and really what they've remembered because they knew it all along inside mm-hmm. to that next client, to that next, you know, uh, partner, whatever, what have you. And it really kind of perpetuates that abundance that, you know, I can kind of say I took a little bit of a part in. OMG, like all of this sounds amazing. <laughs> so what would you say is like the first step to figuring out what you want exactly? The first piece of it is to figure out the feeling that you're trying to cultivate, right? Like everything we're trying to create starts and ends with a feeling Um, I've been reading a lot of Neville Goddard here in the last six months, Mm -hmm. and he really digs into this. If you guys have ever read The Feeling is the Secret, it's actually a book you can get right online for free. Um, It's on his website. I think it's about 100 pages broken into four chapters. But what he talks about is that truly what it is that you're trying to create starts with a feeling because the feeling is where the vibration Mm. comes from. So the more that you align with the vibration you're trying to create, the more you're going to bring that feeling and that experience into your existence. So it always starts with a feeling, right? If you think about anything you've ever wanted, like I'm going to give you an example, um, say like a coach purse, right? Those are really big back in the day. No, let's elevate it even more. Let's say a Louis Mm. Vuitton purse. Why does somebody want a Louis Vuitton purse, right? They want it because there's prestige. People are going to think I'm awesome. I get to take Mm -hmm. pictures with it. But at the end of the day, 
it's still just a container to hold all your stuff. <laughs> so theoretically, you could go down to Walmart and grab a $10 purse and it's going to do the same job the Louis will do. Now, granted, it may not last as long and it's probably not as pretty, but it will do the same job. So really what you want, the things you want them for is because of the feeling they provide. And then moving into the second part of it, that is the thoughts and affirmations. So when you have these feelings, how will you know you have these feelings? What will the thoughts be in your mind? And so really digging into that. And then the last piece is the tangible outcomes. And of course, that's if I drop an alien down in, you know, Anna Patricia's house, (laughs) how is it going to know that she has those feelings and those thoughts and affirmations? What will be the evidence Mm -hmm. that that's what's going on in her life? When you take those three things and put them together, That's the dream design blueprint. And that's how we start manifesting things we actually want instead of what we think we're supposed to want. I love that. Oh my gosh, this is so good. And I mean, it also relates back to energy and vibrations. Like I know you talk a lot about raising your vibrations as well. So what would you say is like your favorite go-to way to raise your vibration? Yeah, great question. So I think for me, it's probably energy programming. So mm-hmm. if I go back to a time when I know I was really, really, really high vibration, uh, like when I got married, and think about the moment before I walked downstairs, and my husband was standing there in the moment when he first locked eyes with me, I can go back there, I can see what I saw, I can hear what I heard, I can feel what I felt. And I can really tap into that energy. And then as long as I can feel that feeling in my body right now, which of course I can, Uh, that elevates my vibration instantly, right? So you can do it with anything in your life. You could do your marriage. You could do your first baby. You could do uh, your birthday party when you were 10, the first time you got a tax return. It really kind of, as long as it's in alignment with whatever that feeling is. Clients will always say to me, I don't know what it feels like to make $10,000 a month. And I'll say, no, but you know what it's like to get an extra $100 off. Mm. You know what it's like to, you know, get a thousand dollars in your tax refund. You know what it's like to get something on sale. It's the exact same feeling. We're just attaching a different meaning to it. And that's all in the brain. The body is really where it matters. Wow. My mind is blown right now. (laughs) (laughs) This is so good. Like I get it why you're so amazing at what you do now. (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. Well, you're pretty amazing at what you do too, so. Oh, thank you. Um, Yeah, like I'm just so like, wow, impressed, so mind blown. And I guess like one of my questions for you is like, growing up, did you imagine that you'd be doing this type of work that you're doing today? Oh my goodness. Okay, so we're going there. Yeah. Um, So when I was a little girl, and I apologize to anybody who finds this offensive, I genuinely thought that I could possibly be the Messiah. Like I felt like the thoughts that were going through my mind when Mm -hmm. I was a small child were just so above and beyond what anybody in my family was thinking and feeling. Um, And I just didn't understand. Obviously, that's not the case. I don't think that, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Um, But that that was my thought when I was like four and five years old. And I found that growing up, people were always attracted to my energy. They always wanted to hear my ideas for solutions for how they could fix problems they were dealing with. Mm -hmm. And so that became something that just kind of was second nature to me. Uh, My family of origin, however, you know, I didn't really mesh well with them. Not that, you know, they didn't love me, but they didn't see that aspect of me that was like hidden from them. So, you know, when I was in middle school, my big sister, she's uh, 10 years older than me. 
she took me shopping and I, for her, and I basically picked out all her outfits. I gave her pep talks. Like that's just, that was always who I was. I was like the little therapist in our, in our, uh, in our network. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's always been something that I have wanted to do. Um, but I think really the, the real moment when I decided this is what I wanted to do with my life was when I was in high school, my dad was at the mall with me and they had one of those kiosks with those um, magic eye posters. Mm-hmm. You remember those? It was like yeah. this graphic thing, but it just looked like a bunch of weird squiggles until <laughs> it started to like pop out. Right. So my dad would stand was standing at this kiosk and all these strangers would come up and he didn't work there. But he would stand there and like help these people see these pictures. And I remember him saying like, it's starting to take on width and depth. (laughs) And he was like into it. Like he wasn't getting paid. He didn't work there. But that moment when people would see the image pop out the whale or the palm trees or whatever it was, was like the most unreal feeling. And I watched the way that that affected him and it affected me. And I was like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm going to create those kind of magical moments there are things that people don't see in this world. And I can't wait to be the steward of, of those learnings. Wow. I just love that so much. You're incredible. (laughs) So I ask this to everyone who comes on the podcast and I'm very curious to know your answer. What does being a powerful leader mean to you? Oh man, that is such a good question. (laughs) You know, for me, so I think it's going to be different for everybody. But Mm -hmm. for me, being a powerful leader means understanding that there is an aspect of responsibility with leadership of authenticity. Mm -hmm. That is a really big part of my brand. I am so upfront. And, you know, you're in my group. You see this. Like, Mm -hmm. I am so upfront with who I am and what my struggles are and where I've been, and when I'm not feeling my highest, and when I'm not, you know, feeling most aligned, because I think it's important for people to see that you can do it despite the odds, right? So I have five Mm. small children. I have a child with special needs. Um, Mm -hmm. I do it anyway. And I don't say that to pat myself on the back. I say that to show people that an example of what that success looks like. Mm. So it's really important to me that as a, as someone who's powerful in the thought leadership space, you have to go all in on the fact that you're still human. You have to make it attainable. You have to really understand that we're all the same. We mm-hmm. have different levels of remembrance of who we truly are, but we're all the same at the end of the day. And nobody's better than anybody and nobody's more worthy than anybody else. And nobody's mm-hmm. really luckier than anybody else. It just comes down to who can step into the identity and who can't. And that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. And I believe that everybody can embody the identity that they want if they know what that is. And like I said, most of the people that I start working with don't really know what that is. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what we work on building. That's so good. Like, I mean, like the type of work that I do as well, it's always about bringing out that authenticity and that Mm -hmm. identity and, and truly owning that, owning what makes you amazing, owning your gifts and showing up powerfully in the world. So I totally get where you're coming from with this. And it's such like, it's been an amazing journey for sure to help these women 
truly embody that and own that and and show up powerfully. So thank you so much for sharing that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and I mean, five kids, like, OMG, <laughs> like, how do you even do it? <laughs> well, I have a really, really, really incredible world-class husband yeah. who's a stay-at-home dad and a homeschooler. And he just makes it look easy. He makes me look like superwoman. But at the end of the day, mm. I would be absolutely lost without him. I got so lucky marrying him. Yeah. And I just I just thank my lucky stars every single day that I have him. Um, but yeah, it's also, it's about ideology too. You know, like mm-hmm. we're homeschoolers. And so my daughter is nine. She's the oldest. And she's very much aware of what mommy does. Uh, the other day, I was in the car doing a consult. And unfortunately, my husband had uh, borrowed my dongle for my headphones um, and he didn't put it back. So we were in the car and I had to do a (laughs) consult with someone without headphones and the kids were so good. They all listened. They, you know, and my daughter was like, mom, that's what you do. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And it was such a like redeeming moment for me to just be like, yes, baby, this is what I do. This is how I help people. And she was just so in awe of that. Um, uh-huh. A couple weeks ago, she brought me a letter and said, here, mom, can you hand this to me? And I said, uh, yeah. And so it said to Alana from the universe. So I hand it to her. She opens it and she had written this whole letter to herself from the universe and she wow. read it and she smiled as if she had just been given the most incredible compliment. And it was the cutest thing I ever saw in my <laughs> life. And I was just like, wow, like this is this is the type of parenting that I want to be part of. And so, yeah, it's it's a lot of design, really. It's a lot of understanding what kind of outcomes you want to have and and really just embodying that identity. Wow, that story. Oh, my gosh, I got the chills. That's so amazing. I'll like, have to send you pictures later. So yeah, can- <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Send it to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, like, do you have, you know, any like last piece of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience today? People think that dreaming is a frivolous mm-hmm. thing. They think that it's, you know, get your head in the clouds. You're a dreamer, blah, blah, blah. And I just want to be a little bit in your face right now and say, dreaming is your job, right? Dreaming is your job. You are here to do something that is going to create healing in the world. And the way you'll know what that thing is, is because when you do it, you're going to feel incredible and amazing. And when you do things that are out of alignment, you're going to feel yucky and gross. (laughs) Those feelings, going back to those feelings, right? That is what those are. They're indicators that we're on the right track or not. So when you accept the fact that the things that you're here to do are the things that you want to do more than anything in the world, that's when you begin to activate your true magic, step into your next level identity and start designing your own dream. Wow. I love that so much. Like follow those feelings. Like they're truly, truly what's here to anchor you and show you the way for sure. Awesome. So where can people go to connect with you further in the online space? Great question. So I have a Facebook group. It's called Dream Building Entrepreneurs. You guys are more than welcome to come hang out with me in there. Um, I also have Instagram, which is uh, gratitude underscore and underscore glamour. Gratitude and glamour is my brand. And is that it? I think that that's pretty. Oh, and then my web, my website you can go check out is um, amyleewesterveld.com. 
Amazing. Well, thank you so much again for being here, for sharing your amazing story and value with us. I appreciate you so much. And yeah, wish you nothing more than more dreams coming true. <laughs> thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure. Don't ever be a stranger. And um, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. If you love this episode, make sure to spread the message, leave a review and subscribe. I would forever be grateful for you. I also want to hear from you and I want to know your feedback and your questions for future episodes. So don't be shy, say hi and send me a message at Powerful Female Leaders Podcast on Instagram. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.